and are for the children. Um, we've all heard of the old saying when we were kids, probably. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You heard that before? Mm-hmm. And when you were a kid? Yes. You thought about it, and words could never hurt you. You thought that anyway. Words would never hurt me. They're just, they're just things out there, vibrations out in the air. But they can. They can cause psychological damage is one way they can cause damage. Or not damage, but it could be a confidence. They can, words can cause an ongoing intimidation or confidence. Psychologically, we're talking about here now. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Something someone made fun of you when you were a kid could still weigh on you today. Yeah. Could still dictate the way you do things today or what you think you're capable of. And on the flip side of the coin, something someone said to you long ago or maybe yesterday could give you confidence in an area or give you confidence in general yeah. that you can do something. You can make your chest puff out. I'm good enough because of what someone said, because of someone's words, right? Psychologically, psychologically they get it to us. Research shows that we open our mouths an average of 700 times a day using 18,000 words a day. Think about that. That's an average now. Not everyone does that. Some of us talk more. Some of us talk less. But on average, we use 18,000 words a day. What are your words saying? Where are you going with your words? God used words to create. He spoke things into existence. He spoke life. He spoke the separation of the seas and the dry land. God created things with his words. Jesus used words to heal. Yes. He was the master physician. Amen. He spoke, and people that were crippled got up and walked off. He spoke, That's and right. leprosy melted away. Yeah. He spoke, and people were fed. He did miracles with yes. his words. He healed with his Amen. words. Is that not awesome? Amen. I figured more than me and Brother David would be Amen. excited. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms 107.20. You notice Cody's in the sound room tonight? Job thing is starting to pay off. I got my wife back on the front row with me. I don't have any kids running up on the platform with me tonight. <laughs> and follow me up here last week when I came. Psalms 107.20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their from the destructions. He was talking about his people, God's people. Who are we? Yeah. We're God's people. We're the body of Christ. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ himself. These people were in bad shape. They, if you read if you read Psalms 107, they, they were being they were in bad shape and they were crying out to God. It doesn't say God came there himself and knocked all the bad people off of him. It says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So if he healed them, he healed their bodies. He healed them spiritually, I'm sure, first. Because anytime God's people got away from God, it was their choice. It wasn't God's choice. You see, the whole Bible is about God telling telling his people how to act and what to do. And what do we do? We stray from what he said. They do what he says for a little while, but something changes the game up. They, when they do what he says for a little while, they're blessed and they're well, right? That's what happens all throughout the Bible. All throughout the Bible. But when they turn away from God and they do the opposite or do, don't, don't do what God says, they get other things between them and God. They have sickness. They have disease. They have other countries come in and take over, right? But God didn't come down himself and do it. He sent his word. That's right. His word is what did it. They had to use his word then, right? Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Get this now. I have a lot of scriptures today, but I'm showing you something. This is biblical. This is biblical, and I want to show you in the Bible so you don't think it's just the bald guy up here telling you this. <laughs> this is biblical. What I'm going to tell you today, what I'm teaching you today is Romans 1:16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. 
to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. Greek. Also to the Greek, I'm sorry. Gentiles. However, it is the power of God. The word of God, the gospel, the message, it is the power of God. Now check this out right here. Let me show you something. Salvation, if you go to the Greek, means deliverance, preservation, safety, salvation. It means present and future. So we think of that as our salvation. I'm going to heaven, that kind of salvation, right? It's also salvation on this earth. You see, God sent his word to save them from sickness, from disease. He sent them to save them from their persecutors. He's done the same thing for us today. He's given us his word. God gave me his word right here. He gave you his word. Yeah. His word works. Yes, it does. It works for everyone who will work it. Everyone who will use it. Everyone who will do what needs to be done in there. It also means to save or saving salvation. Means you're saved to be saved today and saving in the future. It also means that salvation that we usually think of it as, but it means today, in the present time as well as the future. So if we think of it like that, let's read it again. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the story of Christ. For it is the power or the good news of Christ. For it is the power of God unto the salvation to everyone that believeth. That believeth. You have to do something there, right? Yeah. Now I can take this book and I can take it home and I can lay it up <laughs> on my shelf. And what power is in that? The power lies between those two pieces of leather right there. Right? But if I don't do anything with it, it stays right there between these two pieces of leather. Right. It's nothing more than ink on paper. Right. That's all it is. This one happens to be a high dollar ink on paper. But that, that's all it is. But when I believe, when I believe, I have to do something with it, you see? Yeah. It's not by works. It's not by my works. I can't earn it, but I do have to do something. I have to step out here. God gave me his word, so his word is my help. Yeah, that's was true. It not? He sent his word to save these people, so his word was their help. His word is my help. God works, God's word works for everyone who will do it. Everyone who believes. Right? Do, do we agree on this so far? Yes. But we have to give action to the Word. Right. We have to give action to it. It's nothing more than ink on paper. Right. We have a confession. Confession is a huge way we have to give action to God's Word. That's not the only way we can, but that is one of the main ways we do. 18,000 words a day. Yeah, 18,000 words a day spill out of your mouth. What are you confessing? What am I confessing? You see, I'm not standing on a soapbox preaching to you about this today. God checked me on this first, and I've been trying to correct myself all week. And I've corrected myself several times every day. Yeah. And had to cast down the words that I've said that just came out of my mouth and said, no, instead I speak life. I speak positive. I speak blessings on my life. Because even me as the pastor, you see, I'm just a man. I'm called to this job, but I still put my pants on one leg at a time. I'm still just a man, just like you are. You follow me there? Yeah. And if God spoke to me in this, it must fit someone else. I'm sure it fits everyone else with 18,000 words a day spilling out of our mouth. So we have a confession. The other way of, of, of putting God's word into action is being a doer. The word is his power released by faith. You see, to get this power to come out from between these two pieces of leather here, it has to be released by faith through your confession, through doing of his word. We have to do the word also, but I'm going to be more on confession today. Teaching more on confession today. We have to release it through our confessions. Romans 10, 8 through 10 says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which 
we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, what do you say there? Confess. Say it, right? Yeah. Say it. Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt not thou shalt be saved. What's he saying? Hold on a second, Cody. What's he saying there? Believe with my heart. Am I believing with this muscle that pumps blood in my chest? No. No. He's talking about my soul there, my spirit there, right? He's talking about believing with my spirit, man. I have to believe and not doubt. That's right. That's what he's saying. He confess it with my mouth. How do I get that thing to come out of my mouth? Out of the abundance of heart, the mouth speaks, right? Amen. What am I putting into there? Go ahead, go to the next verse, please. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see what he's saying? It's not good enough to believe it. You have to do something. You have to do something. You have to confess those words. I'm going somewhere with all this. Is that making sense so far? Yeah. yeah. We have to confess the right words, though. Not to make sure they're not the wrong words. <clears throat> it goes uh, in verse 8, utterance. Go, can you go back to verse 8? Is that too hard to do on there? Not sure how the computer works. In verse 8, I want to give you the definition of utterance. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee into my mouth and in my heart, that the word of faith which preach. Is that right? The word utterance is any sound. Bad or good. So whatever we have that comes out of us, I got the wrong words up there. But whatever sound we have that comes out of us, whether it's a good words or whether it's bad words, how many of my in my eighteen thousand words a day are good? How many are positive? How many are speaking God's word out? Yeah. And how many are the bad things, the negative, the fear, the doubts? You see, I got this message from Sister Sharon two weeks ago. She testified about it, so I'm not talking about her. Two weeks ago, she came up here and asked to be. She wanted God to purge fear and doubt out of her life. Because she was having issues with things. She's not here today. She was having issues with some things. Right? So we prayed for her. Then I gave her some scriptures. Because she had fear about finances and some different things. I gave her some scriptures to read. To read them and then confess them over her life. And when she did that, she confessed them. She came back the following week that quick. She came back the following week and she said, Man, God's really changed my life around. I started using those scriptures. You see, it was about what she was saying. What she was confessing. The week before when she was confessing fear, I don't know how I'm going to pay this. I don't know how I'm going to do that. When I'm confessing those things, that's what's going into my spirit, man. Right? That's what's affecting my faith. We have faith in something. We all have faith in something. What's your faith in today? So it's an utterance or a sound. Nine means to confess. It means with your mouth and to believe in your heart. You have to confess the thing with your mouth. It has to come out of your mouth. It goes into your spirit. Verse 17, if we skip down to that, says... Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Think about that. That's deep right there. I, I always took that as one, one statement he was making there. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But it comes by hearing, that could be positive or negative. It comes by hearing. You have faith in the negative, you're speaking negative all the time. Yeah. Right? If you're, fear, if you're, if you're speaking fear, doubt, and unbelief, sickness, disease, right. a lot of times people are claiming things. Yeah. My headache, my migraine, my this or that, my this. You know, you know how it's going. It's quit taking ownership of that thing. Jesus died on the cross so we could be healed. Yeah. Speak the positive. Speak the blessing. Every blessing of God, every promise of God in this book from the day you're saved belongs to you. That's right. Now, why would you confess sickness? That doesn't even make any sense, does it? If you get a revelation of this thing, it'll change the way we think. It'll change the way we talk. 
It'll probably make it shut up a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's probably what it'll do. We need, we need to say less words and be more selective with what we say. And that, that's in the Bible also. Matthew 12, 35 to 36. I have a lot of scripture today. That's some really good stuff. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringing forth good things. I don't want to stop right there. You think of treasure as something you put the treasure chest in gold, silver, diamonds, rubies, whatever you think of as a treasure. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a, a woman. Maybe it's whatever treasure means to you. Can I tell you what treasure means in the Greek in this context right here? It means a deposit. A deposit. Think about it like that. We're depositing something into our spirit every time we speak. Every time I speak, I'm depositing either fear, doubt, unbelief into my spirit, or I'm depositing blessing. You follow me? Yeah. I'm depositing righteousness. I'm depositing God's promises. Faith in those. I'm depositing faith in one thing or the other. Right. I'm growing my faith in one thing or the other. Amen. What's spewing out of your mouth? Check this out today. You can't afford to make a bad deposit here. No. no. You cannot afford to make a bad deposit. Anybody ever grown a garden? Think about this. When you put your garden out there, do you plant weeds? No. You don't plant any weeds, but they come up anyway. They come on their own. You plant the good seeds out there, but the weeds come on their own anyway. Right? You have to go out there and pluck those things out. You have to take care of this garden. Which grows faster? Weeds. The weeds grow a lot faster than the, than, the, than the watermelon does. So we've got to be very selective with what we put into our garden, with what we put into our spirit. So out of, out of a good man, can we read it that way? Out of a good man, <clears throat> let me start over there. A good man out of the good deposit of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil deposit bringeth forth evil things. That makes sense to you? Yeah. So the things we're saying, we keep speaking those things more and more over our life. We have to change this here. We have to get this changed. We have to get it turned around. You have 36 up there, Cody? But I say unto you that every idle word, this just goes to show you that we're talking about words here. I only put 36 in there to show you. Because you could say, well, that might not, that could be anything. But this is about words. But I say unto you that every idle word that mean, or that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. That's how your words have power. We're going to be accountable for the idle words I say. I'm going to be accountable for the negative things I speak. For the things that aren't on God's word. I'm going to be accountable for those things. You'll be accountable for those things. Speak life. Yeah. That's what I've been saying all week long. When I catch something negative fall out of my mouth. Or, you know, we say it all the time. I hate my job. Man, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Why can't we say I'm blessed? I'm blessed going in and blessed going out. Yeah. I'm blessed to even have this job. Be thankful for what you have. Let me tell you a story real quick. One time I had a really junky truck. Well, a few times I've had a really junky truck. But <laughs> this one time in particular, I'd already came to God, and I, and I caught myself griping about this truck. Man, I'd really like to have a different truck. And I went on and on about it, and then I realized this. I got a revelation of this thing. And I started thinking, God, that I have a truck. Hey, and the air conditioner works in this thing. And I got a truck, and it's getting me there. And I have the gas money to put in the gas tank, because this thing's burning a lot of gas. Thank you, Lord, for that. Guess what? It wasn't very long at all. I got a better truck. God sent a better truck my way, because I started thanking him for it. I started speaking those things into it. It was before we were <laughs> I started speaking those things into it, instead of the negative things, instead of griping about what I had. Um, the treasure is a deposit, so we're depositing good or bad. 
So out of those 700 times a day you open your mouth and the 18,000 words, how many of those are good and how many are bad? Mm. You see, what we're doing a lot of times, we're, mix, we're mixing our seed. God's word works. God's word is the seed that we're planting into our spirit. And it works. It's incorruptible, infallible. You can't do anything to mess it up. But you can contain, you can contaminate the harvest by yeah. planting weeds in there, by planting negative things in there. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the more we speak these negative things, the more we speak them. The more we get into God's word and we train ourselves to confess God's word, you follow me here? The more we're going to speak those things, the more they're going to come out of us. Here's the big one right here. Here's my key scripture for the week. Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Stay right there for a second. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What's death mean to you? Death means to me it's dying. Whether I'm going to die or I'm going to live. Right? That's, that's what it always meant to me. But God gave me revelation. This life means all the positive things. God's promises are life. Peace, prosperity, health, blessing, strength. All these things. And anything else you can name comes under this. Under life. Right? This is a two big columns that cover everything. Can we look at it like this for a minute? Death is fear, poverty, sickness, disease, lack, need, addiction. All those things are death. Yeah. They're all things that aren't in this book that God has not authored for me. It wasn't God's plan for me to have sickness or disease. It wasn't God's plan for me to be addicted. It wasn't God's plan for me to have live in poverty or have fear. That's not God's plan. Amen. So if we look at everything in these aspects, what are we speaking on ourselves? What are we speaking? See, the Bible says we're going to have what we say we're going to have. Yeah. What are you speaking into your life? You can speak yourself forward. I'm not talking about name it and claim it. But you can use God's promises and speak yourself forward for this day. James 3, 8 through 11 says, But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. It is an unruly evil and full of deadly poison. So, hold on right there for a second, bud. It says no man can tame it. Man in the flesh. Yeah. But the man upstairs, he can't help you tame your tongue. He can help you. And I'm going to show you this here later. Jesus was led by the Spirit in everything he said and everything he did. That's what we need to be looking more of doing is following the spiritual man. Follow that spiritual man. It's deadly poison. So you can kill a marriage. You can kill your finances. You can destroy your future. You can keep your body sick. Right? Or you can have life. The difference is in the words. The difference is our words. This is a fact. That's why I brought it to you in the Bible. It sounds crazy, but God says he chose the foolish things to confound the wise. Yeah. <laughs> is that not a fact? In Deuteronomy 30, it says, I put before you life and death. Does he say choose death? No. no, he says choose life. Choose life. It's your choice what you're going to produce. You're going to produce something. You're going to produce something. Yeah. Think about that garden again. If you take that garden and you go out there and till it up, something's going to grow. Same thing with your life. Your life is going to produce something. It's up to you. It's your choice what words you choose to use. We have to learn to say the right things when we see the wrong things. A lot of times we get symptoms or signs. And, you, and you know, now is the time to work on your faith. A lot of people say, well, I don't really need that right now. A lot of people run to the church when they get in trouble. They find out they're sick or a family member's sick. 
they'll run to the church to try to figure it out. Then they'll want prayer. And that's all fine. And that's great. They have, they have some faith in the church. But the time to grow your faith is before the struggle starts. Yeah. Because when you have reports looking you in the face, and when you have symptoms looking you in the face, when you can feel pain, you get what I'm saying? It's real hard to put your faith in God's word when the symptoms are right here looking at you. When you can feel these things, when your hair's falling out, when you have cancer or whatever the problem is. When you have these things and you see these things happening, it's hard to grow your faith at that time. You're in a lot of trouble. Where if you've grown your faith in God's word before this, if you spoke God's word in your life, you planted seeds, right? You've made deposits. I've made deposits in my life, speaking blessing on my life. So now when the word doesn't say that everything's going to be hunky-dory just because you speak this in your life, right? Does it? It talks about the man who built his house on a solid foundation and the foundation of sand. The storm came for both of them. Yeah. The difference is, now I have seed in the ground. And I can go out and harvest some of these seeds. I have a deposit in my spirit. Are you following me here? Does that make yeah, sense to you? Yeah, that's good. I've already made a deposit that I can make a withdrawal on. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Man, I got excited about that. I feel goosebumps when we talking about that again. <laughs> but I can make a deposit. I can make a withdrawal on the bank. How many knows if you go down to the bank and you've never put anything in there and you go up to the drive-thru and you say... Yeah, I'd like to deposit fifteen hundred dollars. They're gonna say, "Okay, do you have an account?" Withdrawal. Huh? Withdraw fifteen hundred dollars. Well, I'd like to withdraw. They'll let you deposit any time, I guess. <laughs> you have to have an account though to do either one. But if you pull up there and try to withdraw even fifty dollars, pull up there and you want to deposit or withdraw fifty dollars, and I'll say, "Do you have an account?" Well, no, no, I don't have an account. Well, well we need your account number. We have to. We're gonna have to be able to go in here and find where you deposited something before before you can make a withdrawal. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. They're going to think you're nuts if you haven't deposited anything, but you go and try to withdraw the bank. And then you can go down to the next bank on the next corner and try to do the same thing, and they're all going to turn you away. That's because good. you've never made that deposit. Yeah. You're making deposit, deposits every day. 18,000 of them. And we can't afford to make a bad one. We, have, we need to make more good ones. Um, let's talk, talk about God for one second here. In Genesis, when God showed up on the scene, it says, In the beginning was God. And the Word was with God. It, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, they were all there on earth. I can't remember exactly how it was written right now. But they're all there on earth, right? Right. Did God say, man, it's dark out here. There ain't really nothing going on around here. Man, it's dark. I can't see anything. He didn't say that, did he? God didn't speak what he saw. God didn't speak what he felt like. He spoke what he wanted. Did yeah. he not? He said, let there be light. And there was light. He spoke this into existence. He created a law right there. And that's how it worked. If God would have said, Brother David, speak your feelings, then that's how it would have worked. But it, he didn't say that. He said, let there be light. He spoke what he wanted. He didn't speak what he saw. He didn't, he didn't even react to those things. John 6, 63, this is Jesus talking. Jesus says, therewith, blessed be God, even the Father. Babe. I'm go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. It is the spirit that quickeneth. So Jesus is saying there, he's not speaking on his own account anyway, right? He said this in more than one verse. He's not speaking on his own account, but the spirit that quickened him to say what he's saying. The spirit told Jesus what to say. He said he didn't go anywhere. Jesus didn't heal anyone. He didn't say anything unless the Holy Ghost told him to say it, right? Amen. How much more should he... He's our example, right? How much more should we be acting like him? The spirit quickness, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you are spirit, and they are life. 
So if we're listening to that and we're speaking the spiritual things, they're life. Speak life. Jesus knew this. And he's our example. We need to be speaking life all the time. Get in God's word and dig through it. Did he not say, be thou cast if you speak to a mountain? Jesus said, speak to the mountain. And he's not just talking about a pile of rocks. He's talking about anything in our life that looks insurmountable. If it's too big for me to get over, get around. If I can't quit smoking on my own, I couldn't quit smoking on my own. I had to go to God and ask him. Amen. Maybe you have an addiction. Maybe you have whatever's in your life. Amen. Maybe you just have a big mouth. You talk too much. <laughs> that was me. I mean, that is me. Maybe we just talk too much. Speak to that mountain, it says. What's he say? He says, tell it, be thou cast in the sea. Be thou removed, and it shall be done. If you believe in your heart, and you say it with your mouth, what do you say? That's what Jesus said. Doesn't mean some not some crazy preacher. Jesus himself said it, and it shall be done. That mountain will be cast in the sea and be removed. If you say it with your mouth, and you believe it in your heart. Now, that's a tall order. How are you going to get from here where I'm at? From where I am with my face is little. Right? To over here talking to a mountain to jump in the ocean. How am I going to get there? Let me tell you a little fact. I have the same amount of muscles as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody does. We're all born as babies the same. We're all born as babies the same way, right? It's what you choose to do with those things. It's what we choose to pour into ourselves. How you choose to eat. How you choose to speak. How you choose to work out that faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Are you hearing the Word of God? Are you hearing garbage? My wife says all the time, garbage in, garbage out. How can water, there's another scripture in the Bible, I don't know if I covered it today or not, but it was in my notes, so I think I might have cut it. But how can a well put out sweet water and fresh water? I mean, fresh water and sour water. Some translations say salt water. If you put a little salt in there, it's a little bit salty. The more salt you put in there, the more salty the water's going to be. Now, the only way to get that out of there, picture a cup like this, and it's full of, say it's got a little dirt in it. It's cloudy. That water's going to be cloudy. You put a little bit more water in there, the living water I'm talking about, you keep filling that thing up, pretty soon it'll overflow. And the dirt or the salt or whatever it is will all come out of there and you'll have fresh water. That's what we have to be feeding on today is God's Word. That's what we've got to be feeding on today is God's Word. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Read to yourself out loud. Your spirit needs to hear from you. You have spiritual ears. Your spirit needs to hear from you. Your spirit needs to hear God's Word. Your spirit needs you to speak God's promises into your life. It needs you to speak life into your life. No more death. Could I challenge you that this week? This week, check yourself. Watch your mouth all week long. Watch your mouth and see what words you say. Can we do this? Anybody game for this? See if it will improve. I've been doing it since the middle of the week, and I've checked myself. I don't know how many times since then. The, but it gets better every day. It has gotten better every day. Yesterday it was only a few times that I'll say something like I didn't like my job or something to that effect. And I'm not saying this to speak bad on myself, but I'm saying it to be the example here. Check yourself this week, all week long. Watch what you say all week. And then change that thing. When you see something negative pop out of there, and the first thing, I'm telling you what, there'll be a lot. There was for me anyway, unless you're better than I am, but there was a lot for me. A whole lot of negative things came out of my mouth. And I would have to stop and say, no, I don't mean that. I'm sorry about that. Lord, repent right there. I had to repent to God right there. Say, I'm sorry about that, Lord. I know that's not what your word says. I know that's not what you have planned for me. I speak life. I speak life over my life. I speak life over myself. I speak life over my family. 
My kids are not brats. How are your kids acting today? What have you been saying about them? How's your marriage doing? How are your finances doing? What have you been speaking about those things? Think about it. What have you been saying about each of those things? Power in your words. That's not just the saying. There's truly power in your words. And I showed you today, I think that's a pretty convincing case there, that it's biblical. It's biblical. There's no way to argue about it. When the Bible says it, it's a fact. You can take it to the bank. There's no doubt about it. It's going to happen. That's biblical. So could we challenge ourselves this week? If we could just, uh, let's go ahead and close the prayers this time. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. Daddy, I pray that you would touch this church, Lord. Convince us.